Are you looking for someone to help you with your roof, siding, and gutters projects? Look no further than CRC Renovations. Serving the Lexington and surrounding communities for over 20 years, this family-based company can help you with all of your exterior needs. Call the folks over at CRC Renovations at 859-327-3913. Again, that's 859-327-3913. Sean, I noticed your landscaping the other day looks fantastic. I hate landscaping. I know that you aren't a big fan of landscaping. Who did it for you? Well, it wasn't me. Well, I didn't figure. I contacted the guys over at Horizon Landscaping. Mike and Jimmy, they did an excellent job. And it was super affordable. Are they local? They are local. And you can reach them on Facebook by reaching out to Mike Wills, or you can call them at 859-274-6571. Again, that's 859-274-6571 for all of your landscaping needs. Well, I'm definitely going to give them a call. Thanks. Five seconds left. Boston only has a one-point lead. Greer is putting the ball on a play. He gets it out deep and Havacek from the parking lot and Vermont has a 59-55 lead. Swung lane drive left field. One run is in. Here comes Breen. Here's the throw to the plate. He is safe. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. So five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. I just got three things to say. God bless our troops. God bless America. And gentlemen, start your engine! It's showtime. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports enthusiasts from around the world. This is the podcast you have all been waiting for. Whether listening in the car, on your morning drive, or with one earbud in at the office, this is the sports show that has it all. From pro wrestling to the octagon, from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, from the pitch to the ice, it's all here. You have tuned in to Mount Sterling's most downloaded podcast that drops on Saturdays at 3 a.m. This is not your average podcast. This is From Corner to Corner. And now, here are your hosts. Sean Big Papa Kite, Wes Redman Crouch, Adam Big Country Muncie, and Neil Mulletman Payne. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner podcast. Sean and Neil, the this just in, all the Golden Bachelor contestants are still alive. <laughs> They are still alive. Because, you know, when you you get old folks. Breaking news. You never. Breaking news out of the Golden Bachelor. I hate that guy. I do too. He's so Nico extra. Yeah. He's so he's awful. Yeah. But um, <laughs> something that was announced forty eight hours ago on Twitter. So if he, breaking news out of the WWE. If he did the Golden Bachelor, he'd say breaking news out of the Golden Bachelor. <laughs> Ethel has not made the cut. Well, we know that, dummy, because we watched last night. 
God, he's so bad. But I, I follow like, him still, though. <coughs> Smoke you another. I got a little too excited on that. <laughs> you did. You'll need the shocker. Uh, but um, we've got a lot of response out of the out of the Golden Bachelor. We have. So as the season progresses, of course, it hadn't started yet. Right. It starts the 27th. 27, 28th, yeah. something like that. As it as it starts. Um, We'll give uh, we'll give periodic uh, updates because I think Craig is going to be a watcher, <laughs> yeah. and of course Cassie's a watcher. Yeah, uh, Cassie was like, "I'll come on and give a weekly review I mean, if you want me." Listen, to. I've decided it needs to be sponsored by Life Alert <laughs> and Viagra. <laughs> Cassie's Golden Bachelor Alert or, or uh, Golden Bachelor update. Golden Bachelor update. Oh my god! But and it's like, what a goofy idea! I, I still cannot believe. The dude doesn't look 70 either. Well, no. Do we know he's 70? No, but, I mean, he's supposed to be 70. Yeah. When did Jesse Palmer become the host? Maybe he's just the host of that one. You remember when he was on The Bachelor? Yeah. Yeah. And he also hosts shows on the Food Network. He's just a good-looking guy that speaks well. Yeah, that they that that they put on TV. He's done well, and he's like the athlete that doesn't do the athlete stuff. He's he's basically like a less attractive version of Mario Lopez. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, and and probably not as good at acting. See, not that Mario Lopez is that great of an actor. Right before we come onto the show, uh-huh. and I gave you the rundown of the show. Yep. You're like, when I'm here, and we go off the rails, where it's going to go. Yep. We never even got to the first we topic. We're already off but, the rails. But that's <coughs> no look. See here it is. It's that blank space. <laughs> that's what I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling that blank space. You don't have anything there. Uh, it's because it's two separate shows. Well, I understand that, but I, I didn't understand that. Oh god. So it's the blank space. I okay. feel the blank space. I'm going to name the blank space Neil's talking time. No, this is my talking time. <laughs> Sometimes I just need time to talk. Well, in in. It's funny because Craig, I've just recently got him listening to the podcast. Hey, Craig, on the regular, and he comes in the other day and he goes, "The Golden Bachelor segment was pretty funny," you know. And he said, "Again, I kind of like the banter that you guys, you know, go back and what forth." Do I, with. That's why I ta- like <clears throat> our show's pretty good, but it's the back and forth. It's me calling you and you and Wes old. Yeah. It's my, my random singing that I've just. Yeah. Listen, I'm Jute, J-U-T-E, Jutebox. I'm a human Jutebox. <laughs> Neil Jutebox Spain. Yeah. Well, and, you know, most people that start listening to the show kind of stick with it. There's yeah. a few people out there that, you know, I get a text message go, hey, what do you think about uh, Deion Sanders? And I was like, tell me you're not listening to the podcast without telling me you're not right. listening because to the podcast. I didn't know if you know this or not, but Deion Sanders got the head coaching job at Colorado. You're kidding. I'm not. I, news to me. And is, listen, is he doing okay? He's a oh, man. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. You wouldn't believe it if I – you wouldn't believe this if I told you, but he's going to flip his entire roster, Yeah. kick everybody off the team, bring in all new guys, win the first two games, and be ranked in the top 20. <laughs> Yeah. And he's going to play Nebraska, and the only game that's going to get more viewers than Colorado-Nebraska is going to be Alabama-Texas. And that was close. It was close. I mean, depending on who you listen to today. Depends. That's also who should host the, be a sponsor of the Golden <laughs> Bachelor. Depends. De- de- depending on who you listen to today, it was mixed reviews as to 
which game actually got more. But the fact that we're talking about Nebraska Colorado, here's going to be the, crazy. Here's going to be the crazy thing. They played Colorado State. State. Listen to the way State. Colorado State this weekend. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot I was from Packful for a second. Um, Colorado State, who is a much lesser opponent. Yes. I want to see their numbers from. I mean, did I hear College Game Day is going to be there? Yep. Fox, Three weeks into the Dion era, and we're College Game Day. Fox at noon. Their their noon kickoff show. Is coming back. They announced that last week. I don't know if it's changed now with Colorado, Colorado State being a game day, but they said they were going to be there. Well, in the next two weeks is Oregon and USC. Yeah. I want to see the Oregon and USC games. Yes. Look, the Pac-12, not only because of Deion Sanders, has become must-watch TV this year. And so, we're going to talk a little bit in the, uh, a little bit later in the show. Did you see that originally <laughs> – Colorado, Colorado State was supposed to be the 10 o'clock game. At night? At night. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, actually, by the way, there's flex time in there. We're yeah. not going to be the 10 o'clock yeah, game. Yeah, we're going to flex that seven hours. It's like, Dion, what time do you want to play? <laughs> right. Yeah. You want to play at noon? Okay, we can play at noon. Look, when we did our prediction show a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. the one thing, my one thing, I told you, I wanted to see – if the Deion Sanders thing was real. If the hype train was legit. It's it's legit. It's legit. You know, look, <clears throat> Nebraska played them very well in the first half. They did. But just like we talked about on the coaches show, you can't turn the ball over. And Nebraska just kept giving Colorado the short field. And you're going to lose if you do that. And listen. Turning the ball over in your own red zone is one thing. Turning it in or turning it over on the opponent's red zone, whole nother story. Shadur Sanders is really good. He he is. We're gonna we're we'll talk about the Heisman here in a little bit, but he's shooting up the board. Yeah, yeah. And you th- like Colorado? Yeah. You and Adam, whenever we were in uh, Ohio, bet on Colorado. For their wins for the season, it was at three and a half. Yeah. It's at five and a half now. They've got two wins. And we pounded the over on that. Yeah. I mean. The uh, the worst part about it is I didn't put enough money on that. Well, right. I didn't have the confidence to go more than $5. But, man. But that'll be a really sweet $11 coming back to me. It will be. You know, money's money. The best bet that I've got right now before we get to the rest of the Heisman talk is I put I put 10 bucks on uh, Jordan Travis winning the Heisman. And he looks pretty darn good through a couple games. He looks all right. So I will say though that um, Kentucky's you can you can bet on games in person now in yeah. Kentucky. Right, the twenty eighth you can bet on all these sites. <laughs> Same day as the Golden Bachelor coming out. What's I the remember chances? that now. What's the chances? Can we bet on the Golden Bachelor on DraftKings? I bet you we can. Man, I'm telling you. Have you seen the commercials? If you sign up and you put $50 in, we'll give you 200 back. Uh, MGM, if you put down $20, we give you $100. Like, FanDuel's doing 100 You, th- FanDuel, MGM, DraftKings, Caesars. I've seen Caesars. But like, they wonder why people got gambling addictions. It's like you give me free money. <laughs> right. You mean I only got to give you 50 and you give me 200 I mean, that's a solid bet. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a gambling man. Lord, I was born. Oh, it's a rambling man. Dang it. It was going to. That's okay. Lord, I was born a gambling man. (laughs) 
I mean, I guess <clears throat> you got to know when to hold them. <laughs> yeah. Know when to fold them. Uh, the, the key there is you got to know when to walk away and when to run. Yes. Um, but are you going to take part in any of that? I've already put money into it. Have you? Okay. Yes. Uh, I may put a little bit of money into it. I think it. I put 50 bucks in. I mean, just to throw a couple yeah. bets down, just to see how bad I am. Well, I would really like to see if we could somehow incorporate our pick them into that. I don't know if we could do like a little group thing to where we can do that or not. Um, but I think it would be cool, like if we're picking a dog or an atomic dog, well, put your money where your mouth is, right? And by the way, we haven't got there yet, but I'm kicking your arse in the pickle. Yep. Yeah. I'm an arse-kicking man. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you hit an atomic dog and a dog back-to-back weeks. <laughs> I did. So, but... As far as straight picks go, I've got the most games right. It doesn't matter. That's the only games that I've gotten right because I've missed the the dog and the atomic dog. Don't matter. I got the it, most it, points. It does. It does. In so. your heart. So, anyways, I had a new. I had an idea. Five topics in five minutes. Whoa! That's what we, that light bulb coming up top of your head was. Yeah. You think we can do it? Five topics, five minutes. No way no possible. Chance. Right? No chance in France, son. You know who you're talking to. Look who. Look at who you're looking at you're right now. You're going to want five minutes on each topic. Uh, well, yeah. It, but it's five topics in five minutes. Is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> See if we can do it. Hold on, hold on. I want to put us on timer. Okay. Tell us we get. All right. Because it'll make that obnoxious ding sound. <laughs> Hopefully, if if we're lucky, it'll make the obnoxious ding sound. Timer. Oh, that's three hours and five minutes. We don't want that. No. Because I'll talk that long. Ready? Set, go. All right, so topic number one. Art Browse makes a cameo on the Sooners sideline, upsetting the AD. I said sideling. I I saw that after I'd already printed it. I wasn't about to print it again. (laughs) We're not going to make it because I can't get off the fact that you put (laughs) sideling. So Art Browse, the – I mean, how would you – the the coach from Baylor that just was so – Despicable that he they kicked him out of college football you, forever? You spoke him into existence. You realize that, right? Did I? Last week we were talking and you go, when are we going to see Art Bryles again? <laughs> I did and say son that. Son of a gun if he didn't show up on Saturday. It was Saturday. me. Yeah. I'm Nostradamus. So if the Oklahoma AD is listening, it was Neil's fault. I'm sorry, AD. Apparently he's kin to one of the coaches. That's his son-in-law. Look, one of the worst things you can do as a head coach is go, I, I didn't know. And that's what Brent Venable said. I know. And it looks bad. It's a bad look. I, you know, But then again, our brows, it's like I told you, he wasn't a convicted murderer. Right. What's the big deal? Well, but he also probably should have known better. Like, I probably shouldn't do that. Uh, you know, but hey, it's good to see that uh, you know, kind of like Mike Myers. We wondered for a while what Mike Myers was doing. Yeah, it's like where happened to that guy? And then he randomly showed up in a Super Bowl commercial <laughs> right. in what, Wayne's World. I know. Uh, I'm telling you, it's getting more consistent that speaking things into existence. It happens a lot at work. Someone will be like, "Man, whatever happened to that one customer?" Give it three hours, they'll call. It's like, and I, I, I tell him, I said, I keep trying to manifest. Carrie Underwood at my at my front door. That hasn't happened. Hasn't yet. happened. But eventually, she does have a new song for Sunday Night Football. Yes, she does. Apparently, they say that she keeps getting stuck in traffic That's, on the way up yeah. here. So uh, that mouse sterling traffic. It's pretty bad. every time. Yeah, for sure. Brian Ferentz, the offensive coordinator for Iowa, right? 
in his new contract that he got, I don't know if you've seen this or not, it is a, there is a clause in there that says that he has to average 25 points a game. They've played two games so far. He's averaging 22 points a game. Isn't his dad the head coach? Yes. But remember, they wanted to fire him after the season, so they, they extended him and gave him this clause. Now, the question is, in this past game, the offense only scored 14 points because the defense scored seven of those points. So is the clause, is it 25 points as a team or 25 points on offense? I don't know. Because if it's 25 points on offense, he's screwed. Did you see where Dabo Sweeney said he didn't? He said, I mean, you're talking like it's like, like we run some sort of Brian Ferentz offense or Lou Ferentz. I did see that. And listen, buddy. Your offense is pretty atrocious. Um, <laughs> yeah, it but is. My thought on this is, who the hell would sign that into a contract? There's so many variables that play into this. We're going to talk about this topic later, but what if the offensive coordinator for the New York Jets signed that contract, and then Aaron Rodgers goes down four <laughs> plays into the season? Right. I don't feel so good with Zach Mormon Milf Hunter. Uh, what's his name? Wilson in my backfield. Everybody knew when you said Mormon Milf. <laughs> I know. I know. But so. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. So, Florida player um, signed an NIL deal and basically signed this thing over. that He got some advanced money yep. from a, a contract company. Okay. And in signing that, he gave them 15% of his future earnings for 25 years. 25 years? His lawyer says that it is not a legal document because of the way nil is structured but i'm like the dude gave up 25 15 percent of 25 years that's all of his money that's all of his money so my problem with this is somebody at the university of florida wasn't like hold on a second like i know they all have nf like nil offices and nil people like they didn't somebody's like hey let me read that over you right. might not ought to sign that right you do realize you're not going to play in the NFL for 25 years. You're not Tom Brady. Right. You're going to just lose. He's going to take your money. Yeah. And with that, and when they gave him 486000 or something like that over over the time. It's like, I'd look at him, but I don't know. He got he was he was a second he was a second round pick, I think. Yeah. Um, he probably has a couple million dollar contract. I'd be like, hey, look, here's 750000 Let's call it even. Yeah. I'd be like, I, d I don't know how to read. I, I didn't know what I signed. I'm Michael Ower. <laughs> I didn't know this was going to happen. I'm Michael Ower. Right. Um, is That was five minutes, Sean. Golly. We only got through two, three topics. All right, well. We, well we're going to keep going now. Yeah. We're already over is the limit. Is Mel Tucker the dumbest human being on the planet? Okay. I know this is a family-friendly show. Mel Tucker is stupid. But... If you and I are having a phone conversation, how are you going to know what I'm doing on the other end of the phone? So was it that way? That's what she said. The way that I read it was she said that he was, pleasure, kids, he was pleasuring he, himself. He was masturbating without her permission while they were on the phone. Okay. I thought it was straight up to her face. No, I think it was on the phone. Okay. Because that's a whole different story. Right. Mel Tucker, I'm like, that's if a, you did that face to face. Who I'm are not, you, Pee Wee Herman? Hang on just a second. And I'll be like, how dumb can you be? Who are you, Pee Wee Herman? Uh, 
<laughs> this ain't no movie theater. The show, the show pony was like yesterday. He's like, he has to be the dumbest human being on the planet. Dumbest. The dumbest human God ever gave breath to. And you know I don't like being wrong. So if we find out that that's not I misread the, the article, then I will come on the show next week and I will say my apologies to all the people that Mel Tucker offended. I got the story wrong. Well, I do know that it involved a sexual harassment moderator or something. Like she, she literally her job has something to do with sexual harassment. Well, and I think he also said, "If if you weren't married and I weren't, I wasn't married. Would you date me?" Here's what it comes down to: Michigan State wanted him out. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Because, look, we've talked about his contract and how monstrous it was. It was <laughs> <laughs> you can't say monstrous Mel Tucker and this story all in one <laughs> sentence. You can't do it. But anyways, they, they've they not played well. No. And now they have cause, and he's going to get fired. But I think... Watch and see. This is going to get messy. <laughs> God dang it. I'm such a child. <laughs> but I like Mel Tucker. And probably Mel Tucker, if Nick Saban doesn't retire, he'll go to the Nick Saban School of Rehabilitation. Right. And he'll go be a defensive analyst or something for him. Yeah. And then he'll get another chance. Yeah. But, see, we talk about – Contracts. We've talked about contracts on here a lot. This is what happens. And listen, before I say that, if he sexually assaulted or harassed anybody, I'm not taking up for him. Okay. Right. Right. Well, we're definitely not defended. I'm going by what I read on the um, article. It seems a little sketch to me, but it goes back to they give these coaches such. Re- Look at the buyout Jimbo Fisher has. Look at the buyout Coach Cat. Like. Such a ridiculous – but then you have Brian Ferentz. If you don't score 25 points a game, we're going to fire you. <laughs> well, yeah. you think he goes up to Ryan Day and is like, hey, coach, so I really need I really need to score 25 points. Can I know you, you're going to put up 60. Can, can you can let you give us, us – 28. Can you let me score four touchdowns? Yeah. Well, you're still going to win by 20. It's a big ask, but can you? Like, <laughs> you, like, bro, come on. That's so ridiculous. Look, it's the fourth quarter. It's 66-2. to two. Can we – can we have a couple of touchdowns here? So, Mel Tucker, that's one of the worst situations ever. And, Sean, your truck is sticky, and Mel Tucker says hi. <laughs> that's what we got. Oh, my gosh. Heisman watch. <laughs> Caleb Williams is running away with it early. He is. But now they haven't played anybody. But he's only – He's only played the first half of both games, or maybe a little bit of the third quarter. I mean, Shador he Sanders. already has twelve touchdowns, no interceptions, and has an eighty-seven percent completion percentage. Shador Sanders has almost thrown a thousand yards. Well, yeah, he put put five hundred up on TCU. Yeah, um, he's pretty good. I don't like my Joe Milton pick, dude. No, he's playing good. Their offense is lackluster. It's not what it was with Hendon Hooker, but they're blaming it on Joe Milton. Don't forget, all of the receivers went pro too. Right, like I think he's for for what he I, I think he's playing fine, but 
he did have a lot of hype. I'm pointing my, I'm doing the Blake Shelton finger point. I'm one of the people that bought into the Joe Milton hype. Yeah. Um, and it, and then it kind of makes you wonder what it says about Josh Heupel and his system. Yeah. Um, was it the system or was it Hendon Hooker? Yeah. You know, um, we'll see. But this is the second opportunity that Milton has had in this offense. Yep. Um, Caleb Williams, of course, you said your boy, uh, Randy Travis, um, <laughs> and uh, Shador Sanders. Are yeah. they the three that have probably separated themselves? Michael Penix Jr. is up there. Ah, oh, forget about Michael Penix. Yeah. Pen- the Penix the one thing I can tell you is my my Blake Quorum $5 bet. That looks I'm, so hot. It, I mean, he's playing superb. But he's not going to outplay these quarterbacks. Did you see – talk about Michigan. Did you see – of course, Jim Harbaugh uh, is serving his three-game hamburger gate suspension. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Did you see what he did this week? He (laughs) was the line judge at his 10-year-old son's football game or something like that. And he's just over there like flipping. Second down. (laughs) (laughs) Having the time of his life. Because that's what Jim Harbaugh does. And his son was the – his oldest son was the first half coach, and then somebody else was the second half coach, <laughs> and then his dad was there. I mean, it's, he's it's, he's making a mockery of the NCAA. He he. Well, the NCAA does a good job of doing that too. This wasn't on the topic sheet, but I saw this today. There was a girl, um, North Carolina tennis player, uh-huh. was in the U.S. Open. She placed and won. Would have won $81,000. Couldn't have it because she's an athlete and it's an amateur thing. But we have all this NIL money. She legitimately competed, earned and competed and won $81,000. Couldn't have it. I'm glad you talked about That's wrong. It is wrong. Do you think the Joker, Novak Djokovic, is the greatest tennis player of all time? Yeah. Male, yes. I mean – so I looked at But over, overall, yes. He's got 23 grand slams. Yeah. Which are the four majors in uh pro tennis. And he's got 93 wins overall. And he's only he's less than 50, Only 93. Only 93. But Jimmy Connors is in the lead and he's only like 12 ahead of him. So like Jimmy Connors is that like tournament wins 93? Yes. Okay. Like winning tournaments. Gotcha. Yeah. So I mean, so that's two more years. If Djokovic doesn't take that record, is he still the greatest tennis player of all time? Yeah, because yeah, because I don't know that Connors had that many actual uh, Grand Slam type. He did not wins. Uh, Rafael Nadal Major, is second, and he has twenty one or twenty two. Yeah, uh, no, twenty one because uh, there's a lot of people speculating that they don't know that anybody on the man on the men's side anyway will get to twenty three. Like, not in, not unless ten fifteen years from now, a, another Djokovic comes through. Right, but the sport's changing. You know, it, it, it is. It's more. It's like all sports are changing. They're all becoming more competitive. Right, right? and you know that that's kind of like that leads us into like our next topic. Right, Texas goes into Alabama and beats a snot out of them, and right? it really wasn't close. It really wasn't. The I score. Mean, what was it? Ten points. Um, it might have been more than that. I, I, yeah, maybe it was 10 points. But it felt like it, it never felt close. Like, At no point did Texas feel like they were not winning that right, football I was going to say, there's no point that you were like, man, Alabama might win this. Now, we talked about this earlier in the year, all the way back three shows ago, <laughs> that um, 
Michigan was the only team that was really returning that top talent at quarterback. Ohio State has struggled a little bit. They're still out of your top teams. They're still trying to figure out who's going to start for them. Last week it was one. This week it's going to be a different one. They're doing the a la Michigan thing from last year. Right. Georgia's starting a new quarterback, but they ain't played nobody. And he's twelve. Yeah. And and you got Alabama who looked like they were starting a freshman quarterback or whatever grade he's in. And he's not very good. No, and he's the best that they've got. So all this just doubles down on the fact that I think Nick Saban hangs it up at the end of the year. I I thought that a lot about that when you when this was going down, and you know across the board, and we kind of touched on this earlier. The Pac-12 is going out with a bang. They are. They've got the top teams in college football right now. I know Georgia's still ranked number one. We don't know what Georgia is. And They've not, not played anybody. And we're not going to know what they are because they still – I mean, Tennessee. If you ask me right now, Texas is probably the best team in the country. Texas is good. and um, The fact that they went into Tuscaloosa and smacked around Nick Saban, who's only ever lost six times in Tuscaloosa. You know, there's a lot of people that think that – Alabama comes to Commonwealth Stadium later this year, and there's a lot of people that think that could be Nick's or that could be Mark Stoops' defining moment. Like they thought that prior to the season. Of course, they've had some offensive issues, right? We uh, we can't seem to play well. <laughs> um, but Mark Stoops' teams, you you go back and look in big games, they play really well. They always play Georgia tough. Um, so. Would it surprise me? No. But it also – we also, if you remember, beat Steve Spurrier at South Carolina and caused him to retire. Well, I mean – Like he quit. I literally just had the thought if Kentucky was to beat Alabama here at home – He might quit. In the press conference afterwards, um, I'm done. Nick Saban said, well, I'm getting beat by Kentucky. It's time for me to go to the house. <laughs> right. The day has come that I never thought would be here. And it's like, I quit. And it's like – well, coach, you gonna no? I'm like, I'm I'm leaving. I'm not even going on the team plane home. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I got a cab coming yeah. to pick me up. My wife is actually here outside waiting <laughs> on me. She's driving. We're driving back on the countryside. That'd be hilarious. We're gonna catch up on the Golden Bachelor. Um, but I think Florida State's the second best team in the country. Florida State's good. Um, I'm telling you, I don't, I, I want to see USC against competition, and I think Colorado is going to be that competition. I will say I don't think Colorado loses both those games. I don't think they lose to Oregon and to USC. Not the way. Are either one of them at home or are they USC's both on the road? Home. Okay. Oregon's on the road, USC's at home. That will be the most televised game this year. Yeah. Before we get to like, you know, Colorado and Texas Florida and State and <laughs> the National Championship <laughs> yeah. game. Um You know, there's only a hundred people in this country that that believed that Colorado was going to do what they do, and it's the hundred people that are involved with the football team in Colorado. Right. I mean, there's not a single – even Joel Klatt. Who's a Colorado – that is Colorado as you The, the Colorado alum himself, who Shadur Sanders left his record in the, in the dust books on week one, did not believe that they were going to do what they're doing. What's a dust book? I don't know. I just just <laughs> you just go with it. It's one of those you're random like, words that just comes out and you're, you're like, like I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> I was 
I was I was Jeff Daniels. You were Jim Carrey. We're on the back of the moped. You said just let it go, man. Just let just it go. Let it go. And just and let you, it go, man. Just go with it, man. Oh my gosh. But no, you're right. And I, it's remarkable what Dion has done. And I know we've and and, and we're not going to harp on Dion because we've talked about Dion until we're blue in the face. Um, but the fact that he's done it, I don't care what happens the rest of the season. The fact that he started the season the way that he has, yeah. They may they're not going to go undefeated, okay? They're going to lose games. But they're an eight-win football team. I was going to say the same thing. They're an eight-win football team. I want to see what happens after they lose. They do. Well, and how, how do they bounce back if which is why that USC game they go on the road to Oregon, they have a chance to get smacked in the mouth. Yeah. You know, though the old Mike Tyson saying everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah. They're going to get punched in the face. That that game could put 150 points on the board. It could. Like, <laughs> I want to see what happens. Because Oregon doesn't play defense either. I want to see what happens whenever Colorado's down 14-0. Yeah. Or 21. Like, they're down 21-14 points. Like, they're down two or three touchdowns. Like, yeah. I want to see what happens. Yeah. Like, what are they made of? Well, the one thing that, that you – the one thing that I've seen, I've watched both the games so far, right? Sanders does a really good job at halftime adjustments. He makes great adjustments. And I don't know if it's Dion or if it's his coordinators, but I do know nobody prepares better than Dion. They didn't prepare better than right. Dion as a player. I imagine he's the same way as, as a coach. So Sean Lewis, was the, who's the offensive coordinator, he was the head coach at Kent State, mm -hmm. right? Leaves a head coaching job to come to Colorado to be the OC for Colorado. He's going to put two years in in Colorado, and he's going to turn Kent State into a Power Five coaching job. You wait and see. Maybe not even two years. Maybe not, but I think I think you would want to see him do it without Shador and Travis and all these guys. You know, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. But I could I could see that happening. I mean, and and, uh, and and then you're looking at him going, smartest move I ever could have done was come coach uh -huh. with, with Prime. So, with Nick Saban on his way out, guys like Prime are going to be the guy, like, I need to go there, work for that guy. Because if you get Deion Sanders' stamp of approval, yes, you can do you can have any job you want to in the country. Right, right. Yeah, well, I, could, any I, could, job, I could. With no, no reason. But I could see that happening. So, NFL week one is behind us. It is. Man, what – look, I know Adam is happy as all get out that Aaron Rodgers went down last night. Look, I don't like Aaron Rodgers, but I, I would never wish ill will on any player. That sucks for the Jets fans. You know, regardless of the fact that it's Aaron Rodgers, the Jets finally have hope. They got a quarterback. Made it and four plays. tore his ACL. Achilles. Or, yeah, Achilles, sorry. Achilles. On the fourth play of the game. And I was reading this more on ESPN.com. Uh, there was an article. So it looks like the way that I read the article, he held on to the ball too long. It was supposed to be a quick – so the guy, his offensive lineman was blocking, and then you see him release and go out because he's supposed to block for the guy that catches the ball. And Rodgers just held on to the ball too long. Yeah. 
I don't know if the read and wasn't there. It's never been more obvious in my life that it was an Achilles issue because you literally saw the ripple go up the back of his leg. It rolled up the back of his leg. It was kind of gross. Um, and I hate that. I mean, I look. You don't almost see anybody at his age at almost forty. Yeah. yeah, is he done? I would say it has to be greater than fifty percent because he he was almost done before this season. Yeah, but then again, he's a pretty prideful guy. He's I can he, see it. I can see him like, not, not wanting going to, out like that. I can see him not wanting to go out that way. Yeah. Um, but I did see that the, the the Jets Super Bowl hopes tanked today. Yeah, because with Zach Wilson, they're not. Now the saving grace for Zach Wilson is they have a two-headed monster in the backfield with uh, and they Dalvin play Cook really good and defense. Brees Hall, uh, and they play really good. Defense. If they if he just doesn't turn the ball, he played well last night. I mean, for not being prepared, yeah, he came in and threw well, threw a touchdown. So let me ask you this question: Let's say we get closer to the trade deadline, they're still contending. Do they look to go get a quarterback? I think it. Or I mean, are they looking today for Have you seen the reports of them with Tom Brady with the Jets jersey on? Have you seen that? I have. I mean, I mean, but he like people are forgetting like he's partial owner of the Raiders. Yeah, like that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, he's not coming. No, quit, quit. And and why would you want? Listen, he's an old man. Yeah. Why would you want to go? Well, he doesn't want to be behind that offensive line no, no more than Rodgers does. And, and why do you want to go play in the New York winter? Yeah. yeah if he's, he's going to go anywhere, it's going to be like San Francisco. Yeah, he's not doing that. Miami. Yeah. <clears throat> It'll be interesting to see. Um, um, oh, uh, <clears throat> Before we move on from the Jets, do you remember when um, Adam um, shared that thing about that bar in Wisconsin that said that every game – that Rogers plays with the Jets and loses, they'll the drinks will be on the house. So last night was the first night of that, right? The place is packed, and Rogers um, gets um, hurt. Hurt. Everybody starts drinking like crazy because he started the game. They're losing because of Rogers, and then the Jets come back and win the game, and everybody had to pay their tabs. I mean that place raked last night, and he doesn't get to play anymore this season. And that that bet's gone, and, and it's over. It's, it's now he null and void. Killing last <laughs> night, that dude paid that lineman to take Aaron Rodgers out. <laughs> but was there anybody else that t- stuck out to you? Yeah, the Bears are worse this year than they were last year, and I didn't think that was possible. So I was, I'm glad you talked about the Bears. So the Bears this week have. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. The uh, home opener in Raymond James. I will say, and I know you don't believe this, I will say what Justin Fields does well, Tampa struggles with. They struggle with mobile quarterbacks. So this could be a get-right game for Chicago. Um, Tampa's defense against Minnesota was kind of like they were in 20. The bend don't break. Like we're gonna, ah, we're gonna. It looks like you're gonna. No, we're gonna keep you out of field goal range. I don't know how sustainable that that offense yeah. is. I mean that 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 defense. They really relied heavily on the defense and 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 just managed to score just enough points to win. Which with the, and guy the Vikings that, looked really bad without the, Dalvin Cook. The Vikings looked really bad. It, like you saw Alexander Madison, and you're like. 
we see why this guy's not a number one running back. Yeah. He and, and I don't think he is. Yeah. And kind of like we talk about WWE, like not everybody can be a main eventer. Right. Not everybody is a true number one back. Right. And that's okay. Um, what do you think about Dallas? <clears throat> is that is Dallas that good or is New York that bad? I think Dallas's defense is that good. Yeah. Dallas's defense and New York Jets defense can keep them in ball games regardless of the offensive output. Right. Uh I mean Tony Pollard didn't look that great. No. I mean, did Dak really look that great? No. And I mean I they turned the ball over real quick, was down boom, 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 real yeah, quick. That, and and I, I and I feel like that that took New York out of their entire game plan because once you get down big and you're a run heavy offense like they are, then you're putting the ball into Daniel Jones, and hand. you're not giving Daniel Jones time. Did, did you see? Did you see the text that I sent today? Maybe. So Daniel Jones, yes. Lamar Jackson, nine hundred and fifty uh, million. Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts combined for nine hundred fifty million dollars in salary and one touchdown. Yeah. So. I think if you wanted to know how the game was going, there was a couple images where they panned over and they showed uh, they showed Vanilla Vic sitting there on the sidelines. And, of course, you can tell, you know it's raining. You don't realize how hard it's raining. And he's just sitting there with his helmet off and down between his legs and just getting poured on. Like, there's no jacket on his head. He's not undercover. He's just, get, just getting, and you could just tell, like, that sums up the game for Danny Dimes. Yeah. Um, I felt bad for him because they were in his face all night long. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was rough. Um, so to answer, and, your- and, and then the Lions start off sh- shining bright, beating the world champs. Yeah, well, Kadarius Tony. Well, I mean, is that the Lions' fault? It's not. The Lions capitalized. They the Lions won a game that for my entire life they've lost. Right. They, they did something that they've never done right. before. And uh, and they are to the point – Dan Campbell has got them to where they can win that ball game. Yes, I know Kelsey didn't play. Yes, I know the Jones guy didn't play. Yes, I know Kadarius Tony has concrete hands. But – He's got Olay hands. He doesn't have but, – But it the job is to win the football game. It is. No matter who's on the other side of the field, I was going to tell and you, and they did that. You've been a big Dan Campbell guy since you yes, got there. Yes, and I told you eons ago that I thought he was going to get fired. Yeah, he's the guy. He's this he changed is, the culture. This is one Detroit. of those rare occurrences that the NFL gives a coach an opportunity to build a culture. Yep, and he did. We don't see that very often, a la. Mark Stoops at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You give you, – you can't take a franchise that is historically bad. I just made the comment. They've never been able to win a ball game like that in their in their history, even with Hall of Famer Matt Stafford, right? He's changed the culture. And, and the GM and, and this team are hitting home runs with every draft pick right They're now. They're drafting really well. Which li- – Says a lot for Hendon Hooker, you know, when golf is is done and gone. Gibbs didn't really get a lot of touches, but Gibbs is very athletic. 
the new linebacker that they got from Iowa that everybody laughed Jack at. Campbell. Yeah, everybody laughed at them. That dude was all up in Mahomes' if you, face. If you remember, when I was like, "That's a like that's a hard nosed Detroit linebacker right yes. there." Yeah, like that's the kind of, because that's the kind of coach they got. Yeah, Dan Campbell's a hard nosed. He might be coked out, and I'm convinced he might. Like I'm convinced <laughs> he is, but. That's the hard-nosed linebackers. And it was awesome after the game. He goes, did I learn anything I didn't? He said, no, I didn't learn anything new. I just got confirmation for everything I already knew. Yeah. You know? So, and I have heard people say, well, you know, Kelsey didn't play. Well, you know, Chris Jones wasn't there. Bro, they still have the best player in the NFL at quarterback. Yeah. Um, and those are games that, up until this point, for the most part, Patrick Mahomes has won. Yeah. But – you see Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't have Tyreek Hill. He didn't have Travis Kelt. Like, his go-tos in situations did, like that. Did that game not – like, when you look at his wide receiver core, does it not make you think Tom Brady and the and the Patriots? You know what it makes me think? It I can see that. It makes me think of LeBron James when he was in Miami the last year and they lost to the um, San Antonio Spurs. And he's got this just makeshift, has-beens, never-were – Wannabes, yeah, uh, and and they're just spread, and he's just glaring at Pat Riley and just throwing the ball as hard as he can. Like this is what you gave me, yeah. That's kind of what I look like. You can see Mahomes like these are the dudes you give me, yeah. Like I'm still going to win with them because I'm the best in the game right now, yeah. But these are the dudes you I gave mean, me. Isaiah Pacheco doesn't touch the ball in the entire second half. And where the, look, Clyde Edwards Hilaire had been invisible since week six last year. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Andy Reid's like, no, we're gonna let him run it fifty seven times. Yeah. What? I, I don't I don't know. But it, I think the Rasheed Rice kid would be good, but he's not Tyreek Hill. Does it talk about how important the enemy was to the team? I well, you know, Washington somehow managed to win that game, but they struggled mightily with the well. And and, the and they they've already come out and said that the Washington players do not enjoy Eric Bieniemy because he's too hard on them. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, maybe you're too soft. <laughs> maybe right. let's, let's stop looking yeah. at it the, the other way. You're telling me that Eric Bieniemy is the former Colorado Buffalo, by the way, uh, the toughest. Coach that you've had in your entire life, right? What's that say about Ron Rivera? Mm. <laughs> Rivera, I mean Rivera. I had it right. Um. So what's this rant that you had? So <clears throat> we talked about tennis earlier. It's actually a two part rant, uh, but the first part I'm going to talk about. So Coco Golf, mm-hmm. uh, she's a young African American United States tennis player. Mm-hmm. She won her first major. Championship. I saw that. The, the, the U.S. Open. She knelt down and prayed at the bench. ESPN took the picture, posted. Coco takes a second to soak it all in. <laughs> Tony Dungy comments back almost immediately and was like, no, that's the universal sign for praying. Everybody here knows exactly what she's doing. Why you can't just say Coco takes a second to pray after the tennis match is beyond me. They're so dang woke yeah, that they're afraid 
to say that Coco won the tournament and prayed because it might offend somebody. And it might negative. Listen, your ratings suck anyway. Yeah. You had to go out and, and buy Pat McAfee to try and save your, your company because you're trash. Well, and they, they, they've held Spectrum hostage for two weeks yeah. on wanting more money from them. Right. Did you see the text I sent yesterday? Holly Rowe, who is a reporter for ESPN, right. the main reporter for all the big games. And she's damn good. Yes, she is. She's on. She was on full ride, and they were talking. I don't remember. I think it was Quentin you or Quinn Ewers who they were talking about, and she was talking about how different he is. And he goes, and she. This is what she said. I don't know if he had a come to you know who meeting or not, but he's definitely changed. And I'm like, I did so, see that text. So we and can't, I was, we I can't was, say come to Jesus anymore, right? Everybody knows it's a come to Jesus meeting, unless you live up north. Frankie doesn't know, didn't know what come to Jesus was when well, I said that. Well, here's the thing, and when you use it in that reference, it's not real. It's not a religious connotation. No, it's get your butt in gear. It's that somebody's all up in your arse, right? Like you're gonna do it right, or you're not doing it right. But the fact that ESPN has become so dang woke, yeah. Then, like, don't don't report a half truth. Just yeah. don't report it. Right. Just leave it alone. Just pan away from the fact that she did that. She knelt down. But it's like, is it that we're making it that big a deal that somebody prayed? Yeah. We talked about Dion a minute ago. First thing out of Dion's mouth, anytime. First, I want to give praise to my uh, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, the first game before the. Before the uh, they went out on the field, he says, "God, God normally give me something up ahead of time, but but he's just now hitting me." And I mean, like he, he's literally talking about that. Since we're talking about it, so this past Sunday, John, uh, our our associate pastor, he preached a word. Now he did, <laughs> but he showed the video or the pictures of all the student athletes and the students, not just student athletes, but all the students. From Paducah to Pikeville. All across the country that have been posting these pictures, FCA meetings, athletes on the field, and all this stuff, it gives me the goosies, right? But you're seeing a movement in our youth in the Mm -hmm. state of Kentucky. And I Mm -hmm. say the state of Kentucky. We've baptized 30 of our youth in the last three weeks in this church and had a couple more Sunday get, get saved. And we're seeing a movement. And I, I, I looked at that, and I listened to John, and there was one name that come to mind, and that was Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen the Tim Tebow story, he wasn't supposed to be here, right? No, he was supposed to. His, his mom and dad were told to have an, have an abortion. Right. And she prayed that if the baby was okay, she would dedicate his life to Jesus Christ. Hence the name Tim, right? Timothy. And Tim Tebow has preached the word of God from the day he was born. Yes. And I've been to see him. You, you've been, you're, you're a huge Tim I Tebow I am a guy. huge Tim Tebow fan. But what Tim Tebow did 15 years ago was, make it, was make it cool. It wasn't cool then. 
He was ridiculed for his faith and his beliefs. Mm-hmm. But now it is such a common thing for the, for our young people to to be okay and comfortable with sharing their passion for Christ and their and not be afraid to kneel down on national television and give a praise to Jesus. Well, and and more than and and, and even more than like to know right and wrong. Right. To stand up and say there shouldn't be a man participating in female sports. Right. There should, you know, all this stuff shouldn't happen, but ESPN doesn't want to report that. Right. Because we want to we want to cater and bow down to a minuscule population yes. of people and we want to try to ostracize and and distance ourselves from like I saw that and it crawled all over me. Just say I didn't see what it because I don't I didn't have ESPN for two weeks. Right. But but yes, that and I don't blame you. I mean that that is it it's disturbing. Like it, it, and and you know it's it's the targets. It's the which by the way, the fact that the NFL is still throwing Bud Light out there blows my mind. You know, it's like. Did you not see what happened? <laughs> right. I, 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 but you know the NFL's Teflon at this point, right? It doesn't, so it doesn't there's matter. the picture. Yeah, she's not taking in the moment. She she is clearly praying. Yeah, she's on both knees with her hands folded, and her head down. She's praying. So they said took a moment to soak it all in after winning her first Grand Grand Slam title. Yeah, Tony Dungy's tweet. Said, I hate to break it to you, Sports Center, but Coco was not soaking it all in at this moment. She was praying. She's been very open about her Christian faith in the past. It seems pretty obvious what she's doing here. Right. And Tony Junji is not going to hold back any punches. And he's also a man of, man, man, man very, of God. Very much and, so. Uh, like, why is that such a. Like, instead of celebrating, hey, congratulations, she won her first Grand Slam. She's been knocking on the door for, you know. We want to tell lies? Yeah. Yes, she probably was soaking it in, but that is clearly... She was soaking it in going, dear, dear Jesus, dear God, dear Lord, thank you for that giving me the That is clearly the universal sign of, I'm praying. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, they're so dang woke that I hope... <laughs> I love Pat McAfee. I love him. Yeah. And I don't want Pat McAfee to lose his job, but even though Pat McAfee will be okay if he does. I want ESPN to go under so dang bad because that's what needs to start happening is people stand up and start saying, this is wrong, I'm not having a part of it. To all big business, all all, all mainstream media, and the sooner that happens, the bet we'll get to get back to what... You know, at the end of the day, I'm glad she prayed. But it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't influence... Like, it doesn't, like, that's why, like, it, I... I, I I say all the time, I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your sexual orientation is. Can you help my team win? Right. But mainstream media has to make a big deal out of things that don't need to be a big deal. Yep. And that was part of my rant. <laughs> oh, that was only part? Yeah. Oh, boy. The other part isn't nearly as serious. But it goes back to Art Browse. Okay. And we talk about what was he doing on the sideline. Like, what was he doing on the field? I watched the Texas game. And Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right. I don't give a damn that you're a booster. I don't care. Why are you on the sidelines? 
The sidelines used to be sacred. Yeah. It used to be, you know, pardon the pun, holy ground. That coaches and football players are the only people there. When did we get to a point where just any Tom, Dick, and Harry could just walk on down? Right. I don't give two craps at your Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Some of your movies suck. Get out. <laughs> like, I don't care that you're LeVar Ball. I don't care that you're Jerry Jones. You hired me to do a job. Keep your tail upstairs in the booth. Yeah. You don't need to be down here. Who's the uh, the Falcons owners on the on the field? Arthur a lot too. Blank. Yeah. He's down there a lot too. Yeah. He looks like um, he looks like the dude from uh, the Adams family. <laughs> Uncle Fester? No, the 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 the, the dad. Oh. Uh, oh gosh. His wife's named Morticia, right? Yeah. Uh, but he looks like an older version of him. Like when he ages, that's Arthur Blank. <laughs> but. I'm just so sick and tired of seeing non-athletes, non-coaching staff members on the sideline. Jackson Mahomes, what the heck are you doing? You should never be allowed on the sidelines anywhere. Right. Yeah. It's get uh, get out of here. I agree. If it's before the game, that's one thing. During the game, you have no business there. Yep, I agree. I agree. So, those are my rants. All right. Well, let's uh, let's cool down a little bit for the second. Hey. I'm kind of hungry. Are you? I am. You got anything that would suppress my appetite? How about a little Debbie's Christmas cake? <laughs> oh, baby. You, hey, you're talking my language now. That is Blake Hannon's favorite. Blake Hannon loves the Christmas tree cake. Loves it. So, if you've been following us on the social media. And if you're not, you should. <laughs> we, uh. We threw a little thing out there this week. You know, we've done some of these tournaments. Uh, we, we've done uh, the, let's see, we did the movie, the sports movies. We did the heroes, the, 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 the heroes versus villains. But this one, no pun intended, takes the cake. No, no, pun totally intended. <laughs> Wes said this is the greatest idea that we've ever had. Which, which is funny because it came from an argument that we had in our a legit argument. Like, when I made that post about we may have not ever been so torn on a topic, I'm not lying on that. Right. No, because I didn't know. It all came from that, uh, that Oliver Anthony. Anthony. That, I, I keep seeing all this I buy my own fudge round thing. And, and I'm like, like I don't is, understand what, it. What is up with that? And Adam's like, well, it come from the Oliver Anthony song. I'm, you know, I buy my own. Or there's something about five foot. Three, 300 pounds. Yeah, which I totally resemble. Um, I resemble that remark. <laughs> and, uh, um, but I, that was when Wes made the statement of death was fudge rounds is the greatest little Debbie cake. No competition. And it spiraled out of control. I mean, and I was like, I immediately named off five that I thought were better than fudge rounds. I like fudge rounds. Fudge rounds aren't bad. But there's five to ten that I would eat before I would buy the fudge round. I'm the same way. Now, if the fudge round is there. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat it. Yeah. But if I'm walking into a grocery store in the afternoon, it's not going to be one that I'm going to choose. Absolutely. I'm going to go with, well, if you're looking inside of a grocery store or a uh, gas station, 
it's going to be limited. You got you your know? nutty bars. You right. got your honey bun. The star crunch. You That's what I, I love. The star crunch. You got the you got the chocolate chip cream pie. Yep. You got the, the strawberry swirl. Yeah, you got that. Uh, I mean, you got limited. The the problem with the strawberry swirl is it's too small. Yeah, because yeah, you got to have two of them at least. So, so we each had our own opinion about what we thought was the best. Right, and and then uh, Wes goes, maybe this is our next bracket. And I said, <laughs> on it. And before the night was over, I had the first. I, I had them all in a uh, wheel. I I did research. I, I pulled up like four or five different sites to look what the best-selling one was. And ultimately, I had a list, and I went to the Walmart.com app. And I searched Little Debbie and saw what was in stock at our Walmart. Yeah. And I, and I helped that. And I took the top 16. Yeah. And I put them on a wheel. Yep. And I spun the wheel. And however they popped up was how they went on the bracket. And then I created all the graphics for the first-round matchups. And... We posted it today. We dropped the bracket today. We're at sixty plus comments. We got a little bit of we got a little bit of chatter when we talked about doing it, but today the chatter blew up. When the when the when the bracket hit, they were like, "Oh my god!" You know, so everybody's doing their predictions and all this stuff, which is fun. Um, the the crazy part about I mean, like we didn't realize people were getting so serious about this. Yeah. But, man, people are emotional about well, their little like, we, like, People are emotionally attached to their food now. Yeah. And then, like, you got Ivan Rawls, the doctor of funk, and they're like, I can't believe it's rigged. I can't believe I'm like, I thought, can you complain about something else? Right. Like, can, can you just enjoy what this is? I, that's when I went back and changed I capitalized, randomized in the in the thing because Wes says nobody ever reads, and Wes but, doesn't. But Wes, it, it Wes is the walking, <laughs> uh, um, um, like thing of I don't read because he yeah. he's like, hey, I think we have he's the like, poster child of he's not the poster reading. child of not. He said, hey, I think that we need to, uh, I think we need to go on and start this. And I said, well, Wes, we want to build up hype for it, and and he said, no, I think the hype's already there. And I said, and it says in the original post that it wasn't going to start until the eighteenth. <laughs> So tell me you don't read the post without telling me you don't read the post. Wes Crouch, poster yeah. child of not reading the post. So this one is so big. That's what she said. That we have a prize pack that we're going to do. And then. Well, no, no. Not just one prize pack. Oh, yeah? We're going to do two prize packs. Okay. So, and there's going to be a build-off. Uh, so I haven't. Fi- I had thought originally that when the um, when the bracket came out, we would do it. We would we would do a post that said, um, "Here's what you know. Pick the winner. If you successfully pick the winner, then you'll be entered into a drawing at the end. Of, when it's over, you'll be entered into a drawing to win a prize pack." Okay. Since then, Tutu Sweet Treats has come out. And they've upped the ante, so they're going to give out a prize pack with us too. Okay. And their prize pack, and I don't even Man, know if you know this. They yet. are doing a really great job of being a partner of the show. So you're going to win a dozen cupcakes if, and the post hasn't dropped yet. It'll come out uh, probably this show drops Saturday. Probably come out Sunday. So look for it sometime Sunday. If you correctly pick on that post, the person that's going to win the winners bracket. The losers bracket, because remember double elimination, so we right. had the redemption side. Yeah. So just because Star Redemption Island, <laughs> just because Star Crunch might get eliminated in the first round, doesn't mean they're out, right? right? So if you correctly pick the winner champ, the losers bracket champ, and the overall champ, 
in the Little Debbie Snackapalooza, you're going to win. You're going to be entered into a drawing to win a dozen free cupcakes from Two Two Sweet Treats. If you've not had their cake or their cupcakes or their Rice Krispie treats, not just Rice Krispie treats, their chocolate dipped Rice Krispie treats, which is basically a Star Crunch. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Minus the caramel, you're missing out. Darren and, and Jessica do a great job. He can do customized cakes. They can do cake pops. They do all kinds of stuff. So, with that being said, on our side, you're gonna you're gonna vote. There's gonna be matchups each day. There's gonna be a matchup each day. Thumbs up for one, heart for the other one. It'll tell you on the picture what you're supposed to do, right? If you vote every day, when we get to the championship, finally. Well, I mean, we're talking about almost a month worth of matchups, right? Yeah. When we finally get there, the, the 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 cake that wins, everybody that successfully picked that one in that matchup will be entered into a, a drawing, and there will not there won't be just one prize pack. There will be two little Debbie prize packs where you'll win a bundle of little Debbie cakes and a from corner corner T shirt. So we're giving out three prizes. On this one tournament, plus we have we have uh, we have the McKee uh, Bakery, uh, little the local Little Debbie um, realtor. They're sponsoring it for us. Yep. So, yep. absolutely. I mean, listen, people are serious about Little Debbie. Listen, this Little Debbie bracket has brought, blown up so big. We're gonna have to start calling it Big Deborah. <laughs> This Little Debbie tournament is so big, it's now Big Debbie. It's 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 huge. Huge. That's <laughs> what she said. It's huge. Really, really huge. But, so, just run down these real quick, all right? Okay. And Logan Gould earlier was like, I don't even think that one exists. Every one of these exists, and you can get them at your local Walmart. Yep. Okay? So, we have first-round matchup, oatmeal cream pie, one of the OGs. Yeah. Okay? Versus birthday cakes. I feel like oatmeal cream pie is going to win that. Yeah. And I think it's not even going to be close. Right. Then we have maybe the first tough matchup, Star Crunch versus Fancy Cakes. That's going to be tough. I, I think so, but I think Star Crunch moves on. See, on I one. think Fancy Cakes does. See? There, there's right. The, I yeah. mean, I'll flip the table over. Okay? <laughs> and then we have we have the uh, peanut butter cream pies. Okay. They're good. Yeah. It's like two peanut butter cookies with a peanut butter cream and all. Oh, they're they're delicious. Yeah, delicious. Uh, versus my favorite and the undisputed champion of this tournament in my mind, Christmas tree cakes. Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, I'll be shocked if Christmas tree cakes doesn't at least make it to the finals. Then we have the peanut butter crunch bar, which is a dark horse. I love those. They're good. Versus the Swiss roll. Like I'm so torn on that oh my one. Gosh, I'm so torn. Yeah. Uh, I, I just I go I go to the one that I buy and it would be the peanut butter crunch bar. See, I would go Swiss roll, but I like I'm glad there's a redemption part of this because right. I love both of these. Yes. Um, next we have well, and one of those will be a, a a contender in the in the loser bracket. Yes. Then we have strawberry shortcake roll oh. versus the cosmic brownie. Man, the cosmic brownie's a heavy hitter. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I love them both. Um. We got the donut stick. People are sleeping. Your daughter's one of them. You're sleeping on the donut stick. Well, I actually put that on the comment today that I would be stunned if they even got a single vote. People are sleeping on the donut stick. But then Caitlin was like, 
I've never even seen or heard of the donut stick. But, I mean, they drew a tough match. They are good, though. With the Nutty Buddy? The Nutty Buddy, man. Quite possibly. The- Is it the best one on here? It could be. It could be the best one on I here. I mean, Flavor Pack Punch... Nutty Buddy is about as good as it comes. Now we had a, we had a person they comment they they said they take apart the individual layers. I'm a psychopath. You know what I do? I I open the twin pack and I bite them like I'll eat them both together. I'm the same way. I eat it as one bar. But I'm also the same psychopath that I eat a Kit Kat that way too. I don't break them I, off. I, 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 me too. And people look at me like I'm crazy. Caitlin looks at me and goes, <laughs> "You don't break that apart." I'm like, "No, it's no why?" And she goes. You're weird. I'm like, I mean, that's the way I like to eat them. I don't know. I mean, and then we have the frosted fudge cake, which is a sleeper. I'm telling you, people are sleeping on the frosted fudge cake versus the zebra cake, which, Wes, it is not the same thing as the Christmas tree cake. They're entirely different. Yeah. I told Wes Crouch the other day, I said, for you to think that the zebra cake and the Christmas tree cake are the same thing, I bet you think. The Reese's peanut butter egg and the peanut butter pumpkin taste the same. They don't. Yeah. The egg is much better than the pumpkin, much better than the Christmas tree, much better than the football. Yeah. It's got more peanut butter in it. It's the best. Yeah. And it tastes different. And then to round out the first round, honey bun. It's really good honey bun. Chase loves them honey buns. It's a really good honey bun. Versus the fudge round. Which is what started this whole thing. Which is thing. what started the whole thing. I mean... There's some heavy A lot there. of people are looking at the Christmas cake versus fudge round final. And I'll be honest with you, we could possibly get 100-plus votes on well, that. Well, let me see. We might get it twice because it's redemption. So if they make it all the way through to the winner's bracket, one of them has to lose, and they'll go to the redemption side and, have, <laughs> back at it again. and have to come back at it again. We could very possibly <laughs> see the same cakes meet up in the finals. In the finals. Yeah. I mean, that's the cool part about it. We've never done the double elimination before. And, well, and, and I tell you, when I, was, when I was looking at it and I was designing it, I was like, bro, we can't just – like, there's too many good ones in here. we got to give them redemption. We gotta, they have a chance at redemption. Yeah. I mean, Little League World Series, you've seen a lot of teams come out of that loser's bracket and win the Little League World Series. Same before. thing with the um, – College World College Series. College World Series. Yeah. So – yeah, it's possible. It's possible. It's a tough first round matchup doesn't doesn't mean anything, right? Because you know, here's the thing: Christmas cakes may get out to the final four, but then run into a nutty butter, and then Christmas cakes goes to the losing bracket and works their way all the way back, work their way back up, and not have to go against nutty butter in the finals. You so never I, know. So I think the way we'll do it is we'll play out the winner's bracket all the way out to there's one winner left. And then we'll start on the redemption side. Because we have to finish the winner's bracket before we can go <clears throat> on to the redemption side. Yeah. So I think that's how we'll do it. And then ultimately we'll have the winner versus the redemption in the final for one big snack off. It's going to be a snack down. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I really hope that we can maintain the activity on the posts as we have. Because, I mean, look. We're trying to obviously grow our socials. Um, if we haven't mentioned this on this show already, we are on Instagram now. So you can go out on the line and post your pictures on the Insta. Yeah, I, I didn't get that reference when you told so, me. I, that's okay. It. 
Um, um, and also, we're going to try to do some, some cool stuff. Always check, obviously check this week, especially for the, um, you know, for the matchups that are coming. But we're going to post some videos out there. I think we're all going to hit up the, the little Debbie aisle at some point and post who we think is going to win. Like, we're going to try to do some cool stuff. And I'm, I'm telling you guys, this is a very contentious topic. Like, <laughs> we're very opinionated on a lot of things. Little Debbie Cakes is one of the things we're extremely opinionated about. Apparently the most opinionated thing we've ever been. One of them anyway. Yeah. It might be top, It might be hard to top this one. So, But you never know. So that is Snackapalooza. Yeah. Hey. And we wanted to give that its due diligence. We so, did. So we did. So, um, so now that we've moved on from that part, let's talk about the Tutu's. Dog of the week. Dog of the week. Coming to us again from the hallways of Montgomery County High School. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Drum roll, please. It's a pretty good drum roll. Thanks. It's none other than boys golfer Brett Markham, who qualified for this year's KGCA All-State Championship Tournament that is held next weekend. No, no, no. This weekend, sorry. Yeah, that's a pretty prestigious thing, right there. Yep. So only what was what, what did coach say? Fourteen, fifteen guys. The KGCA All State Championship uh, features the top fifteen teams and the top twenty one individuals not on those teams. Uh, qualifying is based on All State points, kind of like the FedEx Cup, like we learned. Uh, that are accumulated through the regular season. It's a very prestigious tournament that features the best of the best from the entire state of Kentucky and is a reflection of the hard work and dedication that Brett has put in over the season. Brett qualified 16th out of the top 21 individuals, uh, not on a qualifying team. He currently sets in 34th place in all state points uh, out of 289 qualifiers. Uh, so, Brett Markham is this year's 2-2 Sweet Treats Dog of the week. This week's. This week's. What did I say? This year. Did I? Oh, okay. That's okay. It's all right. So don't don't forget, though. We, I know we talked a little bit about it a while ago. Tutus does have a September special going on right now. You get six of the chocolate-dipped Rice Krispie treats. Sean's favorite. It, it, I mean, they're fantastic. Um, for 20 bucks, normally a $30 value. If you want to hit them up for that, you can reach them on Facebook at Tutu Sweet Treats or you can call them at 859-749-5084. That's 859-749-5084. Mention the podcast. Tell them the guys from From Corner Corner yeah. Central. Yeah, because you don't mention that, you're not getting that deal. But call them or message them. I promise you, you will not be disappointed by what they give you. And they're very fair, very reasonable, good products. And Tutu Sweet Treat Dog of the Week, because everybody's got a little dog in them. I need a dog. I need a dog. <laughs> Congratulations, boys golfer, Brett Markham. All right, so before we wrap up the show, we got to do our little pick em segment because Daddy is in the house. You are leading, um, I believe it's. It's me, and then you are. I think you're like 20 something. Hold on, I got the, 10. I got the official standings. If you if you haven't been following us on social media, you have not seen our official standings. Uh, but we now have official standings. I am sitting at 21 points atop the leaderboard. Adam and West tied second with 10 apiece, and Sean sitting at seven. 
<laughs> well, you know. Do better. Dave LaGreca told you that time that maybe you just need to find a new hobby. <laughs> well, that popped up not too long ago. Did you know that? I did. That, that was uh, that was pretty funny. Do we have the losers uh, picks? I forgot. Uh, yeah, I've got them. Okay. So, uh, first game that we have is Tennessee at Florida. Man. I'll start. I can't, based off my prediction early on that Tennessee was going to be in the college football playoff, I can't not pick Tennessee here. I have to go Tennessee, even though I do think the game's going to be much closer than what a lot of people think. Well, I mean, and you're they're they're traveling to uh, to Florida, and that's always a tough place to play, regardless. Um, so, I, you know, I, I can see where you're going with that. Um, Adam is picking Tennessee as well, and Wes is going with Florida. I guess he's trying to spice it up a little bit. I will also. Go with the team of orange and blue. I'm 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 thinking Florida. Tennessee's not played well. They have not in the first two games, and they're going on the road. Hostile environment. Listen, even when they're playing bad, going into Florida's tough. I think this is a huge game for Billy Napier. I really do, and I, I think Florida needs to win this game. And I hate Tennessee, and uh, I know Tennessee. I know. West loves them, which I cannot believe he didn't pick Florida, or I mean Tennessee. Um, I may be wrong on this, but I'm going Florida because I can't stand Tennessee. It's that reverse psychology. Maybe maybe so. Uh, okay. Second game, uh, TCU and Houston. I'm going to ride with them horned frogs, I believe. I think I'm going to go with TCU. Um, they both, too, also have TCU – um, I think it's kind of hard to go against TCU. It is. Uh, Houston's not Colorado, um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay there with you guys, so I don't lose a point on that one. Uh, let's see here: West Virginia and Pittsburgh. There's no way in hell with Adam Muncy on this show. I'm picking West Virginia. Give me Pittsburgh. They both went with West Virginia, but I'm riding with you. I'm, I, picked, I picked Pittsburgh last year. I know they're not as good as they were last year, but I got a feeling they're going to show up for this one. Pittsburgh again. I do expect it to be a really good game, though. It always is. Minnesota UNC. Man. I'm going to go UNC. It's it's in Chapel Hill. Yeah. Uh, I believe in Drake May. I'm going UNC. And they did too, and I will as well. I, 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 Minnesota's defense is pretty good, but their offense has really struggled, and Drake May is playing very well right now. Uh, let's see. K-State at Missouri. In the upset, I'm going Mizzou. Wow. Adam went with K-State. West went with Missouri as well, but I'm not going to pick against the team that I picked to, to win the Big 12. But after seeing Texas play, it might be a little harder to pick them now, but I still think they'll be the two teams winning. 
So, I mean, I, I figured when I saw K-State being a game that you were going to pick K-State. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like you with Tennessee, right? Yeah, like – I mean, you got Tennessee winning the big – or the SEC. So. I can see Florida winning this game. But like you said, I picked Tennessee to, to be in the college football yeah. playoff. I can't go against Tennessee Last year you three. picked Florida to win this game, and we all picked Tennessee. And Florida hung four, 40 or 400-something yards on them, but they still lost. Right. So um, – Okay, so now we've got to the dogs, um, and I did not write those down. Okay, I've got Wes's here. Um, Wes is going James Madison, atomic dog pick, yep. which means he is picking them to outright win James Madison over Troy, who is a two point favorite. It's kind of the method that I took last week when I hit the atomic dog, I took Northwestern. And uh, to win outright, and they were a point-and-a-half underdog. And, you know, the the, and it wasn't even close. Northwestern killed them. Blew them out. So, let's see. Well, then let's see. What was uh, – I think Adam took Atomic Dog, too. He did. And his Atomic Dog – of course, he didn't give me the spread or the opponent. Uh, look up the Ohio game. Of course, he picked Ohio. I mean, because that's the most Adam thing to do. He loves those Ohio Bobcats. He loves Maction. That's Mac on Mac action. If you're concerned, of, are they are they Mac? Yes. Let's see here. Uh, Iowa State. Iowa State is a three point favorite. That's an interesting pick right there. Yep. Bold move, Cotton. We'll see how that plays out for Bold you. Bold strategy, Cotton. All right, you go ahead. So, I am not taking an atomic dog this week. I told you all to begin with, you gotta, you got to be careful this atomic dog pick. Yes. Right? Yeah, because it's an all-or-nothing pick. It's an all-or-nothing pick. I'm going to play it safe. I'm just going to go dog. Okay? And my dog is, I'm taking the Akron Zips and the 26 points. Because I don't think, with the whole issue with Liam Cohen, I don't think, even with Liam Cohen, I'm not sure Kentucky can beat anybody by 26 points. So, give me Akron and 26 points. So, I told you earlier in the show that old Ferens has got this thing in his contract where he has to score 25 points, right? You did. When you look back, Iowa – has not scored more than 28 points in a year and a half. Okay. Okay? They've scored 24, and they've scored 20 in this season so far, and seven of those points have come from a defensive touchdown. They're playing Western Michigan. Western Michigan is getting 28 and a half points. So I'm going to take Western Michigan and the points on a straight dog, not on an atomic dog, obviously. And what's going to happen is I was going to win 29 to nothing. You're welcome, and, and, Brian Farron. And I'm going to lose this bet, and his point average is going to go up to get him closer to that 25. Yeah. But that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I, it's already a convinced because I'm convinced I am going to stay in the last place in this thing I won't hit a dog all year. I'm probably going to hit all five of these other games because that's the way it's been going. But I'm going to miss this dog, and I'm going to lose by half a point. I lost by half a point this past week, 
because the game was delayed seven times because of weather, and I lost by half a point. Yeah. If that game plays straight out, I think Jacksonville State covers my 13 and a half. Yeah. But it was delayed seven times. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So, but I'm going to go with Western Michigan on a dog pick plus 28 and a half. I'm going to, I'm, I'm kind of same. Against like, a team that doesn't score 28 points. Like I said, I'm kind of the same way with the Akron pick. I don't think Kentucky can beat anybody by 26 points right now. No, no. And I, I thought about that one as well. Um, but I felt like the Western Michigan was a little bit more of a lock. Yep. So, anyways, that's what that is our pick'em picks. Uh, I wish that we could do the active betting online right now because I'd probably hammer the twenty-eight and a half with Western Michigan. Yeah. Uh, it'll probably drop down to twenty-seven or 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 a little lower. But we have them locked in now. But yeah, they're locked in right now, twenty-eight and a half. So, but. Man, it's a jam-packed show. We talked about a lot of stuff, man. We did. We did. Uh, we uh, we even got our Jesus on tonight. We did. <laughs> but, you know, we're not afraid of that, right? Not afraid of it, no, sir. We might not talk politics, but we ain't afraid to talk religion. Well, you know, we may sprinkle some political-type topics in, but we right. don't come right out and talk politics. Right, right, for sure. Well, um, we hope you guys enjoy the first week of Snackapalooza. Snackapalooza, baby. It's what a wow! Go out there on the socials and uh, give a big high five to Brett Markham for being Tutu's Dog of the Week. Um, as always, we'd like to thank all of our sponsors. Absolutely. Um, without you guys, it's not possible to do this. And without you listeners, we wouldn't be where we are today. So thank you as well. That's true. That's true. And as always, we will see you guys next week. Stay safe, friends. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.